Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today's episode, having great internet access is so key for so many of us, and there are tens of millions of Americans that don't have access to good internet. But I got great news for you if you're one of those people. I'm also going to talk about a trend I really like in the retirement space. So there's something that I talked about that was experimental earlier this year, and It's called Starlink. Starlink is one of Elon Musk's babies. It is a satellite-based internet service. And it has been in test for a while. I talked about the successes of it in the Pacific Northwest and in Canada. And in just a couple of weeks... Starlink is going to be available across the United States. You get a satellite receiver, which I'm sure people are saying, well, isn't that just like the Hughes thing or any of the other space-based internets that are slow, expensive, have bad data caps? Nope. This is a very, very different advanced technology satellite-based internet system that once you've mounted your disk or dish, whatever you want to call it. Um, It is very easy to set up, has no data caps, is much faster, has very low what's known as latency, and is right now 100 bucks a month. Now, if you live in a rural area of the United States, it's been such a study in frustration getting internet and getting reliable internet, and getting affordable internet, and certainly almost impossible to get fast internet. So this satellite-based system is just one of the new ones that are coming out that are going to change the equation for you being able to get internet in urban areas and in a lot of rural areas. We're going to have the home internet service that Verizon and T-Mobile are so heavily promoting that is over 5G technology. Uh, Some people think it's the greatest thing ever. Who've tried in particular the T-Mobile, the Verizon's really just rolling out. And then others say it doesn't work for them at all. It really depends on the reliability of signal where you are. And that tends to price somewhere between 60 and 70 a month. But For people in extreme rural, remote corners of the United States, the inability to have internet has hurt you. And if you have kids, hurt them in school. If you're trying to run a business from your home, it's been terrible. And so this Starlink 
is going to change the equation for you. According to CNET, the availability nationwide is coming sometime in the month of August. Since it is Elon Musk, August probably really means October. Because <laughs> he's a brilliant guy, kind of crazy guy, but he always promises deadlines that they miss. It's just part of who he is. But what he's accomplished with Starlink is a huge change for people in rural America and an equalizer. Krista? All right, we're going to start out today with Demetrius in Ohio. He says, I am fired up. My 16-year-old recently started working at a fast food restaurant. I was excited for him to receive his first paycheck to teach him how to budget and open his Roth IRA. When he received his paycheck, paycheck, they had shorted him over 21 hours of pay. My 16- and 18-year-old, who also works there, brought it to the manager's attention and were told that it would be taken care of in his next pay. It was not. This pattern has continued for two months now. I went in and talked to the manager along with a spreadsheet clearly showing what my son is owed. I told her that if he does not receive his back pay by his next pay period to consider this conversation his two weeks notice and I will be forced to take action to get his compensation. They're not arguing about owing him, but they don't seem to be in a hurry to pay him. What a terrible experience for a teenager's first job. This Friday will be his payday. If they do not make him whole... What options do I have? So first things first, you want to file a complaint. If this is part of a chain, you want to file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. In addition, if this is not a chain, and even if it is a chain, you want to file a complaint with the Ohio Labor Department that will have a procedure for you to file a complaint about stolen wages. Stolen wages are are a big buzzword or buzz phrase, I'm sorry, in the United States now because there have been a lot of people, uh, teenagers is just one category, where employers have cheated them out of pay, and that is theft. And it is something that, uh, is, that state labor departments should absolutely take seriously. And what a awful, awful experience, as you said, for a 16-year-old on his first job. Please let me know what happens with your son. And from Dale in Mississippi, I keep receiving advertisements for buying gas line and water line insurance for my home since I am responsible for any damages beyond the meters. Are these insurance programs worth buying into? So Dale, the, um, the drama that they describe in these solicitations is true that if you have a water line or a gas line break, it will be expensive for it to be repaired if it is your responsibility and something goes wrong beyond the meter. That is all true. It is also true that the chances of something like this happening are so minuscule, so tiny, that this insurance is sold based on fear. A lot of times, a local utility company will give the mailing list information to a third-party company that pays them a commission for everybody they terrify into signing up for this that I consider to be junk insurance. I'd rather you, in your life, having a home, have a maintenance fund, a surprise fund, or just in your life, have a rainy day fund. 
and money that could go to this insurance or that insurance or this warranty or whatever, that it all goes into that rainy day account to deal with the unexpected. And you're right. What they say, if one of these things goes wrong, it is ugly for you. But it's much more likely you're going to be hit by a meteor first. Anna in Ohio says, what is the best way for a young person, 20 years old, to establish good credit? All right, Anna, you're my hero. (laughs) Because thinking that way of establishing credit and how to do it the right way is awesome. So I don't know if you are a full-time college student. If you are a full-time college student, student, college students get a gift that other young people trying to establish credit don't. But credit card companies will extend credit to you um, pretty willy-nilly if you are a full-time college student because college students are an ultra-low-risk category and the credit card companies want to get you hooked. If you're not in college and you're having to establish credit on your own, then I want you to go to local credit unions and see what kind of program they have for young people to establish credit. A lot of credit unions call it a fresh start program. There's something else too. I want you to look at the pedal card. If you're already working at a job, you got income coming in, I want you to look at this thing called pedal, P-E-T-A-L, pedalcard.com that uses alternative means of determining credit risk and credit worthiness. And they could potentially issue you a visa card with no fees up front, no fees for having it, and it will fully help you establish credit. And William in Connecticut wrote in saying, I heard that you can call your bank and negotiate for a lower APR. Is this true? And how would you go about it? Do you call them or go into your local branch? You call, William. You don't uh, go into a branch generally. If you're looking for a lower APR, I'm guessing you mean on a credit card. And so with credit cards, depending on your credit standing and credit score, the credit card company always stands the risk that you're going to walk on them. So I'd love for you to call and request a lower APR. And they stand the risk if your credit standing is good and they tell you to take a hike, that that's just what you'll do. And that's what I'd want you to do is go somewhere else for a credit card. If you're in a typical bank card, you're paying an APR around 17, 18%. As an example, you go to most credit unions and you'll pay a rate that could be half that or maybe a little more, maybe 9, 10%. So this is an opportunity for you to try to save money with your existing financial institution just by asking And people are successful more often than not asking for a lower rate. But most people never ask. You don't ask, you don't get. So you hear me talk a lot about financial security and you being in a position to have a secure future. Well, a lot of people intend to save for retirement and never get around to it. But there's a new way that people are being helped along I'm going to share with you coming up. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I've said over the years that one of the real problems in our workforce is that somewhere around half of us don't have access to an employer-provided retirement plan. And that's really a shame because most people who have access to an employer-provided plan participate and save money for retirement. Most people who don't have access to an employer plan may have the best of intentions to save for retirement, but don't get around to it. Life's busy. You may find it confusing. You just don't get it done. So, What happens is that people who work for a larger enterprise that has a 401k or something like it tend to have a much more secure retirement than people who work for a small company that doesn't have the means to offer a retirement plan. Well, something that started as an experiment and now has spread to more and more states is state-sponsored IRAs, essentially, where employers who can't afford to have a retirement plan instead enroll and refer their employers to the state-run plan. You don't have to participate, but it's there, it's easy, it's payroll deduction, and now states accounting for a meaningful part of population in the country have set up these plans. Virginia, Colorado, New Jersey, Maryland, Illinois, Connecticut, California, Oregon, just to name the ones that I know of from an article by the Pew Charitable Trust, now offer these plans. So what will happen for people who work for small employers in those states is they will get notice that they can participate in a retirement account that has basically no administrative expenses at all. It'll be like working for a big employer with the money you put in becomes your own IRA money immediately. The employer does not have to participate. Many states can't participate. It's just they are responsible for enrolling you in the plan. And so it deals away with the thing about this human behavior thing that people who work for an employer who has a plan participate. People who don't work for an employer who doesn't have a plan don't save anything. And so it gets people's intentions actually into action. And I love this. I love this kind of thing. It is my kind of paternalistic kind of thing where people aren't being made to do it, but they're being nudged to do it so that they get in a position where they create financial security for themselves. And I hope this kind of thing spreads all across America because it is wrong that people who work for small companies don't have access to ways to save for the future that people who work for big employers do. Charles in New York says, I'm in the process of researching a trip to North Carolina to visit family in October. 
I got on the rental car website to check prices and they wanted about $90 a day. My eyes bugged out because I went on a business trip just last month to Nashville and hadn't paid nearly that much. I logged in with my membership and magically the rates dropped to $30 a day. The membership seems to help not only with cutting in the line, but a 65% price drop as well. So Charles, that is the most extreme story of the benefit of being a member of a frequent renter program I've ever heard of. That is fantastic. And I don't know if it's a fluke. You'll have to try, you'd have to experiment where you do a um, car rental rate search without signing in and then turn around a few more times in different cities and do the same search signed in and see if you have that enormous price discrepancy. But as we talked about with Krista's story at uh, Denver, that being a member of all these car rental programs, which is free to do, can save you an enormous amount of time, get you out of line, and when they are short cars at the rental plaza, people that are members get cars stepping in front of li- in the line of people who aren't members of the car rental company frequent renter program. Remember, you don't have to be a frequent renter. You can be a first-time renter and just join the program. This is from Maureen in California. Our daughter is getting married in September and has a wedding website. She and her fiancé don't want a lot of stuff and are interested in people donating towards a fund for a down payment on their home. At first, I was appalled by this concept, but now I'm starting to think it's not such a bad idea. Most of the websites charge people who want to give this kind of gift between 25 and 2.9%, which I think is obscene. Do you have a recommendation on how they can set up something with minimal or no fees? On a side note, my daughter makes about $40,000 as a flight attendant and with her frugality is able to save fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year. No way, no way. Also, I, start- I think we found my replacement, <laughs> Krista. <laughs> also- I'm out of here. Your daughter's taking over, Maureen. <laughs> also, I started listening to you back in the day and opened a a fee fidel- free fidelity card where all my points go toward my Roth IRA. I now have almost $80,000 saved in this account because of your great advice. Well, really, I appreciate you giving me credit, Maureen, but you're the one who did all the work and now has that $80,000. For your daughter as an alternative, since she's inviting friends and family to the wedding, she could, instead of doing the thing where they're having to pay the 25 or 3%, she could instead have people give her money over Venmo or Cash App. Um, I have no problem using Venmo or Cash App when it's friend-to-friend, family-to-family. It's just with third parties that I freak out. And that way, the people giving money towards the down payment would face no cost. And Ken in Florida says, I purchased a product that was listed as in stock, but immediately after the purchase, the vendor called and told me it, was an av- it wouldn't be in stock for several months and tried to upsell me to the tune of an extra $319. No, they did not. I refused and requested cancellation. They then charged me a 25% restocking fee for an item that wasn't in stock. Upon investigation, I found several recent reviews of customers saying the same thing and it's a bait and switch. It also appears that they are buying fake reviews on their Trustpilot page. Can a class action lawsuit be filed? How can I get customer records so I can reach out to customers who have been bullied into the upsell or paying the restocking fee? All right, so you got to be careful how you play this, Ken. I wouldn't do class action. And do you have any idea who the company is, Krista? I do not. 
All right, so Ken, um, what's happened is unbelievably abusive, and I want you to immediately file a complaint against this company at BBB.org, the Better Business Bureau, and on social media, reach out and see if you can find other people who've had a problem with them as well. You should, and everyone else who's been affected, dispute the charge. I'm hoping you paid by credit card and not debit card. That You dispute the charge and see if you can get back the money from the ripoff restocking fee. This is unconscionable and unacceptable. And Krista, if you don't mind, if you would send Ken a note, Mm -hmm. I need to know who this retailer is and see if I have any other suggestions that I can give to you, Ken, about these people that, by your telling, are engaged in what seems to be acts of fraud. And from Mo in Michigan, Clark, I've been with the same auto insurance company for decades. I know you said we should shop around periodically for better prices. I've been reluctant to do that because my home insurance is bundled with my auto insurance policy. So is my brother's auto insurance and his share of the home insurance. He's co-owner of the house. How can I take bundling out of the equation and compare prices? Thanks, Clark, for all the wonderful advice you give. Also, you have a great laugh. Mo, thank you for that. And uh, on this issue with the insurer you're with, they are known as a company that uses a service that gives them what's known as a loyalty index score on their insureds. And the longer you're with them, the more they bake into your pricing that you're not price sensitive and charge you more money than people that are more likely to shop around. At least that's the allegations involving your insurer. What I recommend when you're bundled is that you shop your bundle with other insurers, the car and the auto policy, I mean the home and the auto policy, and see what you get quoted by others and get your brother to do it at the same time. And then you'll see if the insurer you're with is in fact taking advantage of your loyalty or if the price they're offering is reasonable, is A-OK. And I think it's cool that you were so, so loyal to this insurance company, but know that they are not loyal to you in the same way. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.